Welcome to Women at Lunch Table podcast. This is your host Jeevita Balakrishnan. I hope you are doing well and staying safe. Thank you for listening to my first episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a topic that I consider the bedrock of this podcast. It is the core idea on which the podcast is built. Let me begin with telling you two powerful stories that I read a few months ago. The first story is from New York Times dated May 15, 2020, titled Why Women-Led Nations Are Doing Better with COVID-19. It talks about a noticed trend that why countries led by women, for example, New Zealand, Germany, Taiwan and Finland, seem to be particularly successful in fighting the coronavirus. It talks about the leadership style of these women leaders in containing the spread of coronavirus what actually stood out for me is that that these leaders didn't just stop with their advisors opinion they instead ensured that they have information from a variety of different sources from a variety of different people ranging from epidemiologists data from medical providers and evidence from you know south korea's effective testing and contact tracing so they relied on multiple multiple sources of information and i sort of get what you are thinking uh, we cannot draw conclusions about women leaders based on these few exceptional examples and that's quite true but what i want you to understand is the leadership lesson that these leaders offer right how being risk averse defensive and having this humility to listen to outside voices uh, have largely proven to be successful in fighting the pandemic i let the story sink in we'll move on to the second story which is one of my favorite stories uh the second story is from forbes uh dated may 12 2020 so it is about this ngo called forever saba saba is a small island state in malaysia uh it is known for rainforest of borneo it's the lungs of the planet um it's one of my favorite places on earth uh, about 5 years ago i had this opportunity um you know to visit danum valley and stay in a ladies dormitory a ladies dormitory full of wildlife researchers and biologists so imagine you know you being an application developer from software industry or sharing space with wildlife researchers right so it it was good to hear their stories and which is why the place is so 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 close to my heart and this article talks about uh you know that island state saba it talks about how cynthia ong the founder of forever saba is finding solutions to the island's most pressing challenges so saba is the state that produces about 10% of global palm oil and uh, the back story of it is quite horrifying if you haven't heard of it before so it burns down the rainforests to ashes and uh, create these monocultures of palm oil plantation chewing millions of hectares of rainforest and the wildlife along with it um so it is these the usual double bind right economy versus environment it is a tough place to be but it's interesting to see how this ngo is navigating through it again the leadership style so cynthia ong says that simply by creating a format and space for diverse voices to be heard has helped a lot 
say for example the challenge is accessibility to rice then they map out the entire supply chain of rice and they will uncover everyone they should talk to and should be at the table not just the leaders with the strongest voice or convening power so cynthia says that in a room of 50 key players 10 or 8 will emerge as champions of change they then facilitate the ongoing discussions with the champion group they convene again they convene and keep at it till they find a solution now in front of you i have put two stories first one is about how women led nations fought covid-19 and the second one is how forever saba is navigating the islands economical and environmental challenges though these two stories revolve around different problems there is one common thread that ties these two stories together did you realize what it is basically the leadership style right and it is called facilitative leadership and that's what i consider the bedrock of this podcast facilitative leadership is a powerful leadership style to bring diverse voices to the table it is about relying on this power of collective wisdom uh, where everyone works towards the shared goal so one thing to remember about these two stories is that these women were making irreversible decisions um irreversible decisions are those that once decided and implemented you cannot go back and change the decision the door is closed so you have to be really slow and careful and pump in diverse perspectives from a variety of sources and make a collective decision reversible decisions on the other hand is quite opposite self explanatory right so if your team or organization didn't get the intended outcome they can still go back and change the decision it may not be that costly and you can find more about reversible and irreversible decision making from amazon's decision making style you can give it to read when you have time there are ton of research articles that shows how facilitative leadership is the way to go and how facilitative leaders are needed now more than ever but here is the rub do we know what it takes to be a good facilitative leader do we know when to practice facilitative leadership uh is it only during irreversible decision making or a, a little mix of both uh but what if we misjudge an irreversible decision as a reversible decision and only realize it later right so maybe i'm overthinking but these are certainly good discussions to have with your team in your organization and self reflect how we are doing because for someone who is working as people manager product manager or program manager we have this unique vantage point and the leverage to collaborate with our teams to collaborate with different departments or even different companies and different industries let's quickly move on to what skills we need to develop in order to become a facilitative leader assuming that i have listeners that are emerging women leaders or women who are stepping into management related roles these are the few skills based on my learnings uh, again all these skills are something that you might have already known uh, but i still believe that uh, people need to be reminded more than they need to be instructed um, so here it goes a facilitative leader has high degree of uh, self awareness emotional intelligence and uh, he or she can connect the dots let's say for example there are three people in the room talking seemingly unrelated things 
a facilitative leader can uh, relate these points and connect the dots and he can sense how the you know the room the environment is uh, so uh, a facilitative leader asks powerful question uh, he or she knows how to handle conflicts in the room and most importantly this is my favorite uh, you know a facilitative leader wouldn't use power and authority to influence the room i know it is quite a lot but i think it's it's going to take some time uh you might want to practice this in your next weekly sync or weekly staff meeting or choose some low risk opportunity meetings where you can be the facilitator and let the team make the collective decision what we all need to remember is this when we bring diverse voices to the table in decision making process everyone is going to feel a part of the decision and want to execute it flawlessly imagine everyone in the same boat rowing fiercely to reach a common destination because they are so emotionally invested as you are if you are an individual contributor and you are wondering how to be a part of this facilitative leadership it sounds so exciting there is a way you become someone who these leaders want at the table just like leaders bring diverse voices to the table you're going to bring diverse perspectives by developing a deep understanding across various domains other than your core domain and when you start doing this you will notice that it has enriched your current work it has enriched you with rich conversations and has elevated your impact on the organization and this reminds me of one of my favorite uh, photojournalist advice uh, he is a brazilian photojournalist sebastião salgado So his advice is for photographers but I believe it fits perfectly for everyone no matter what domain uh, you are in uh, you know you can just replace photographer with your job title and uh, give or take a few domains and I still think it's it's a perfect advice so let me read it for you if you are young and have the time go and study study anthropology sociology economy geopolitics study so that you are actually able to understand what you are photographing what you can photograph and what you should photograph yes we all are photographers today but few of us are ready to make the sacrifice it takes to truly tell the stories that matter and i'm going to leave you with that advice the purpose of this episode is to provide you with a hook a hook to facilitative leadership you can either choose to ignore or you can choose to be pulled deep into this idea and learn more if you think you just got an art to invest in learning facilitative leadership i'd recommend watching a short linkedin course by prakash raman facilitation skills for managers and leaders if you think you have a little extra time to read then i would suggest reading facilitation at a glance your pocket guide to facilitation by ingrid ben She offers tools and techniques to become a good facilitator. The good part is that latest edition contains tools and processes for facilitating a remote meeting, the need of the hour. And the bonus for leaders is that it talks about how to manage facilitator role with your other duties. So, definitely give it a read. The second book is Silos, Politics and Turf Wars. a leadership fable about destroying the barriers that turn colleagues into competitors 
So this is from a well-known author, Patrick Lencioni, the author of The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. This book talks about how siloed, narrow departmental thinking is devastating organizations, is killing teams' productivity, and pushes good people out of the door. So it provides you with an answer to why you should actually get good at facilitative leadership. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. Do follow and subscribe to my podcast. I'll be happy to hear your thoughts about this episode. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn or you can send an email to women at lunchtable at gmail.com. You can find those details in the podcast description. See you in the next episode with the first guest of my podcast. I'm so excited. Stay tuned.